What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Wednesday, December 23rd, 2015, and you guys are listening to episode 239. I hope everybody had a great time in between. I know it was a short turnaround, but um, we are back to Wednesdays. This one is on time, so nobody could give me shit this week. And let's be honest, I've been good lately, man. I think, I think I've been really good lately. It's always whatever. There was one time where it was a Friday, and that was just because of traveling and I was sick. And then other than that, it usually is late Wednesday night, early Thursday. So come on, you guys pretty much know when you're getting it. I mean, give me a fucking break here. But anyway, have a great episode um, 239. I am feeling much better than I did on episode 238, man. I was uh, I was fighting through that one. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, I hope it didn't suck too bad, but I was fighting through that one. But um, I have a great show, man. A lot of stuff to talk about. Odell Beckham, I'm definitely going to talk about that. Uh, I'm going to talk about Christmas shopping. I'm going to talk about going to the Knicks game. I'm going to talk about The Force Awakens, which I saw twice. Um, so there's going to be a uh, there's going to be a full uh, full packed one. There's nothing. Uh, there's going to be pretty much um, every segment that I hit, which is usually movies and sports and the unacceptables and all that stuff, should be uh, should be pretty uh, filled up this week. So sit back, relax, wherever you may be. Where are you, people? Where are you? Are you in your car? Are you in your cubicle? You better not be when listening to this one because it's the holidays. If you're in a fucking cubicle tomorrow on Christmas Eve... You just better play this for your boss. This will be a private message to your boss, okay? Hey, whoever the name of the employee is, why don't you start cutting these people some slack, you asshole? It's Christmas Eve. Nobody's working, and even the people that are don't care. Yes, even your clients and the people that you think think it's an important day. Let your fucking workers go home, you absolute dope. Okay, if you had any fucking heart at all, you would take your employees to a bar and send them home in car service tonight to show how fucking cool you are so they come back after the new year happy instead of you putting them in a fucking human cage for eight hours a day and looking at the clock when they go to lunch for an hour, you shithead. All right. Now, you're probably getting get fired if you did that, so please tell me you weren't dumb enough to actually do that unless you have the coolest boss in the world. Uh, people writing to me next week. Yeah, I did that. I thought it was funny. He said, he said how could you say he fucking fire me? Um, that would suck and and be hilarious at the same time. But of course, before we get into the episode, uh, got to plug the sponsors. The Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by GonzoFame.com. Go to GonzoFame.com for the best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today. Comedians, stars, up-and-comers, People you never heard of, people that are household names. It's the best interview out there, done by the one and only Dave Gavry out there in Chicago. Funny up and coming comedian who uh, is a great dude. He does a great job with the website. He's always adding people to the website, and it was a pleasure to be on there myself. And um, we had a really good interview, and there's so many other people that had great interviews on there. So please check that out. Uh, GonzoFame.com. Also, have to plug All Things Comedy. Uh, All Things Comedy is a podcast network where uh, the Verzi Effect resides along with so many other great podcasts, like I think the 70-something now or whatever it is. But, um, (coughs) excuse me, if you go to 
allthingscomedy.com, uh, you, and you love podcasts, comedy podcasts or whatever, uh, actually any podcast, just go there. Cause I don't know if they're all comedy, but I can tell you this, um, or they may be like, they may be like a topical type of thing with a comedy theme. I don't know, but you never have to listen to radio again. If you go to all things comedy and they also have a great record label for comedians, uh, all things, uh, records where, uh, Paul vs. United to Stand, my debut album is was on there. So please go to uh, allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter, at allthingscomedy. I also mentioned last week, if uh, anybody out there with a business or you know that listens to the podcast wanted to uh, contact me with uh, being a sponsor of you know for the show, uh, we're uh, look always looking for that. You know, always looking to, and it's got to be a match that works with the... Um, you know, obviously with the show and the listeners and, and uh, some people have reached out and uh, it all seems good. So uh, hopefully we'll be getting more sponsors soon, but the show is definitely growing and it was an amazing, amazing 2015 for the Verzi Effect. It's never been bigger, it's never been stronger, and it's uh, because of you guys. Also want to thank everybody who uh, went to the website and purchased uh, Night at the Stand and the Verzi Effect poster. At first, I got worried. All of a sudden, nobody was buying posters, and uh, and then there was a little bit of an explosion where uh, we had to get posters out and send them out, and it was so cool sending Verzi Effect posters to, like, fucking the West Coast, to Canada, to the East Coast, to the South. Um, you know, it, it awesome. So uh, thank you guys so much. If you haven't seen them, and I'm telling you, like, when I got them, I don't even think the picture on I don't even think the picture on the website does it justice. The fucking poster is awesome. For you people that don't know or haven't seen it or, you know, I don't know, fucking don't go to websites or whatever or haven't seen my website. It's basically a long black poster. The top says TVE in this cool gray font. And then it says the Verzi Effect podcast under it. And then in the middle is just this microphone. And on the bottom, in white, it's hashtag unacceptable. And then it has the uh, parental advisory on the bottom for explicit content. I think it looks awesome. It's a classy poster, man. I love it. And uh, I actually got psyched when I opened it up. I'm like, holy shit, I'm framing that and putting that in my office. So thank you guys for getting it. Now, some people went to my email. Just so you guys know, some, some people went to my email and was like, hey, do you think you can like personalize it for me? I don't know. Just so everybody knows, and I want to make that announcement here on the show, um, when you go and order it on PayPal with your credit card or whatever, there's an option when you're buying it that says like additional notes or special notes or like special details. And all you do is go there and say, hey, I'd really appreciate it if you signed it, you know, to Joe, you know, put him in a cage, Paul Verzi, something like that. You, you, there's an option when you buy it. So please don't send me a separate email because it's just going to be way too hard for me to to be way too hard for me to like see the PayPal ones and then have people go and email me other separate ones and didn't put it on PayPal because you know just with shipping and everything that's going to be way too much of a pain in the ass. So moving forward if you guys order the the CD or the uh, poster, it's my pleasure. I'll I'll sign it. I'll personalize it. However you like it, that's not a problem at all. Just please put that in the notes when you order it on PayPal. Or you order it uh, through, you know, when you order it online to the to the site you're purchasing it from, not not like a separate email to the unacceptables email at Gmail because that's going to be too hard. Okay, so and thank you guys so much for buying it. 
Uh, I'm actually psyched. I'm going to be taking them on the road too. Don't know if they're going to be in California, but uh, I will announce it on the next podcast, which is, uh, I don't even know what date. What date is the is fucking New Year's this year? Hold on a second. I got to see this because I got to figure out when the next podcast is coming here. Um, all right, so New Year's is on Friday. Okay, so uh, now I'm going to be in California. Yeah, so I'm going to be in California the day. So All right, so the next podcast is going to be done from Los Angeles, and I will probably be in All Things Comedy Studios with the guest. So, uh, and I'll let you guys know if, if I, a lot of people are asking if, uh, I was going to be out there at the Orpheum. Yes, I will be at the Orpheum on New Year's Eve with the Horsemen, Lawhead, Bartnick, Burr. It's, pr- it's going to be a fucking, it's going to be re- insane. Okay. Let's get into this. A uh, couple of things we'll talk about. I think what I'm going to do is I am going to start with sports, all right? I'm going to start with sports this episode, 239. Too much stuff has happened. It's fresh in the brain. I was courtside at the Knicks game, which was insane. I never experienced being next to the bench. Like, I was literally sitting five feet away from them. It was insane. Like, in the row they were in, just right off to the side. It was insane. Uh, I was literally sitting next to the owner of the Knicks. James Dolan was, at one point, it was me, Pete Davidson, and James Dolan sitting there. It was insane. I want to get to that. But first, (coughs) excuse me, guys. I'm still getting over this fucking thing. I don't know what the hell is going on. It's I'm better, but it's going through my, there's just this awful cough and, um, I, uh, I apologize if I cough or drink during this episode. I'm trying to get through this shit. But anyway, here we go. Got to start out by talking about my boy ODB, Odell Beckham Jr. on the Giants. A um, lot of discussion about it. I thought it was very, very peculiar, uh, his his behavior. Uh, and the reason why I say that is anybody that has heard him or knows him, and you know we here in the New York area, Tri-State area, whatever, we probably have heard and seen more and know more about him than other people in the country. They don't know, but uh, he is very, very intelligent. He is very, very well-spoken. He's very, very aware of the history of the wide receiver position. He knows what people did in the past. He's like, he's one of those guys. He's a good guy. Um, I actually... Last year, I had the pleasure, me and my buddy Steve Mazzilli, we went to a Knicks-Cavs uh, game, and we weren't on the court side, but we were nine rows back behind the hoop, and to our right was the celebrity row court, court side, and Odell was there, and this was, wasn't long after he made that sick catch against Dallas, and they played it up on the Jumbotron, and then they put the camera on him, and the place went absolutely fucking berserk. It was so cool. And he just had this humble look, and I was like, wow, that's a really good dude, man. That's a really fucking good guy. And you could just tell. And he just looked over at his friend like, wow, that was crazy. Like, you could tell he was taking it in, but he wasn't like a arrogant dick nodding his head. He was almost like, I would say, shy or bashful about the whole thing. And um, and just, you know, like I said, post-game interviews and everything like that. So watching this dude really lose his mind and have a meltdown. Like, it was to the point where it was embarrassing. He was embarrassing himself. He was embarrassing the Giants. It was just really fucking weird. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, why is he... 
And then, I'm not going to lie to you, when he fucking, like, took a 15-yard head start and then just jumped helmet to helmet into that guy's, Norman's jaw, I was like, I was like, what, what the fuck is going on? Like, this guy should be not only ejected, he should be suspended the next two games and fine. He could have broken that guy's jaw, cracked that guy's neck. I mean, that was a, a really ridiculous thing. And then they're just, and then it kept going, and there was 15 yard penalties and everything. And I mean, talking, let's talk about the game for a second. Only the Giants, and I've talked about this on the show before, only the New York football Giants can come back with 28 unanswered points. I told you guys, we will, we will lose to the Jaguars, okay, on Sunday. And then the next week have a gigantic Monday night football game in Lambeau Field and Eli will fucking win it. That's what the, that's who the Giants are. But this year, it looks like we're doing that with our competition, but we just can't close it out. But I mean, we come back from 35 to 7, tie the game at 35 all. All right. Then, you know, this kid's having a meltdown on the field. They keep him in the game because he's a star. He catches the t- game tying touchdown and you're going, holy shit. But we were texting. I was texting my boys, and I'm like, nah, Cam's got too much time. You can't give Cam a minute and 30 or whatever with a tie game, you know. Uh, I'm curious to see what the, what the Panthers would have done there with um, with down, but the fact that they were tied made it a lot easier for them. I think the fact that they were tied gives a lot more confidence than I think then if you're an undefeated team on the road and you got a minute 30 and you got to go in and actually score a touchdown to win or to tie – that's a lot different. That's a lot more pressure. That's what I think. I think the fact that Cam's got that swag going right now. They were 13-0. He looked at the clock like, all right, we're tied. Worst case right now, we go to overtime and still have a chance to go 14-0. But I'm going to go down and beat them now. That's what I think happened 100%. And that's why we lost because we gave him too much time. And our defense fucking stinks. That's what it comes down to, guys. I've said it. Our fucking D-backs suck. Period absolutely stink. Uh, Holy shit, my left foot just fell asleep. Wow. Like, I mean, my left foot just felt like if it got hacked off, I wouldn't even felt it. What the fuck? Sorry. Anyway, sorry about that. So, um, yeah, the defense sucks, and he had too much time, and he goes down and wins the game. It was impressive how we kept fighting. Eli was damn near perfect again, and that's the only time we, you know, we could win. I'll tell you something right now. I'm not going to talk about it anymore on the show. I've talked about it so many times. If you don't think Eli Manning is the fucking man, I mean, he's in My boy Giannis Pappas was here. We were watching it. We were having a great time. Giannis came up uh, with his fucking awesome girlfriend, Brittany, and we were watching the game. We were having a great time, and um, we it was just so fucking exciting. We're jumping around the living room. Giannis gets so into it, like, where he truly gets hurt when they lose, and, like, I don't mean to laugh, because I care, I care, but, like, I don't care, like, so, like, he cares, like, you ever watch a game with somebody that, like, fucking, like, like, he cares to a point where it's almost weird how much he cares, not weird, but, like, personal, takes it personal, and, um, so, anyway, the game was nuts, Typical Giants this year, they they play up to their competition. They fight, they fight, and last minute you get your you know your heart broken. Whatever, that's fine. But um, so 
the Odell thing, it seemed like, wow, this maybe even with that meltdown, we got a chance to win and everything can be cool. You know, we, we, you know, it's, he'll get fined, whatever, right? Um, so, yeah, so unfortunately, that's not the case. We lose the game. Uh, and then you're thinking like, wow, man, this guy acted crazy. You know, whatever, man, people are entitled to a bad day, but like he had this anger in him and he had this thing in him that was just like malicious, didn't care, lost his composure. I heard he apologized to his teammates on the sidelines, but then now here's the thing. And I was texting people and I was saying, man, this guy's behavior is embarrassing right now. You know, I love him. He's my favorite wide receiver. I'm thrilled that the New York Giants finally have a Randy Moss guy or a guy. I mean, I'm telling you right now, Odell Beckham Jr.'s talent comes along once every 20 years in the league. And they're not kidding when they say the last you've seen of this. And I, I watch Randy Moss really closely. I loved Randy Moss. There was something about him when he came out of Marshall and he was uh, a candidate for the Heisman Trophy. I just loved his... I just loved his... I love guys with super talent who are kind of defiant against the, the system. And I know. People always fucking make fun of me and talk shit. And they was like, Verzi, you love the head cases. I don't know what it is, but... Odell Beckham, to me, was... Here are the guys that I've loved. I've loved Allen Iverson. Fucking awesome, but a head case. Randy Moss. Vince Young, who fucking lost his mind. The guy owns a steakhouse right now. Unbelievable. I loved, I loved Vince. Um, but, you know, Odell was just a guy. I was like, man, this guy, guy's just talented and all this stuff. But here's what happened, and here's why I got to give him a pass. I'm giving him, not only am I giving him a pass, I there there's certain things that he did that I understand. Now, just hear me out before, like, no, 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 there's no excuse for that. There's no excuse. I know, listen, he put his team in jeopardy of, 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 you know, losing, he dropped that pass, I think that pass that he dropped really fucking, I think he was so excited about it, but I have a theory, and this is my theory about it, okay, everybody heard what they were doing to him before, and I did not know that, okay, and if you guys didn't hear about it, here's what happened for the people that didn't know, but there was a, uh, there's a video you could see too, there was an incident where apparently practice players and the Carolina Panthers brought baseball bats to practice, and they were looking at him, they were taunting him, and they were doing like gang shit against him, to the point where one practice player on on Carolina's practice squad walked up to him and goes, yo, we're ending your career today because we're going to blow your legs out with this bat, you know what I mean, like threaten him doing some gang shit, and there's a scene where one of the players starts walking over with a bat, and Odell kind of is looking at him, and they're yelling, and you just see it, and I think that happened this Saturday before. There's also things being like, look, uh, you know, calling him gay shit, anti-gay shit, making fun of him for being gay. I don't know. They're making fun of his hair. They're making fun of the color of his hair. Apparently, he looked at a player's ass once. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever the guy's fucking sexual orientation is, I don't care. Okay? The guy could be blowing a teammate on the sidelines for all I give a shit. As long as they don't fucking show it during the game because I'm watching it with my kids. And, and he catches a fucking touchdown with his pinky. I don't give a shit what he does. I don't. All right? I think it's fucking ridiculous. If somebody wants to live a fucking lifestyle, dude, you fucking leave him alone. And stop being some bully dickhead who fucking looks at it like the person's all different and fucked up. You know what I mean? It's like, leave people the fuck alone. 
And, you know, so now listen, that all happens, though. That's fun in games, I guess, in sports. You joke with a guy, you try to get in a guy's head. People were also saying to me that that's what the Vancouver Canucks used to do or like some teams, it's like an old school thing where they would bring weapons and they would just try to intimidate to get in somebody's head. Fine. But you come up to me and you have some practice squad fucking goon come up to me with a bat going, yo, we're ending your career today. We're going to blow out your knees. And then you start calling me names. Lord knows what they were calling him. A homo, a faggot, this and that. Making fun of his hair, doing all this and that. The dude's... The dude's a human being, and he probably was like, yeah, okay. And then I think when he dropped that pass at the beginning of the game, I think I think the pass was so perfect and easy for him that he was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to catch this shit. I'm going to dance. I'm going to talk shit right now. And I think he was thinking of all the things that he was going to do after he caught that easy pass that he literally took his eyes off the ball and looked to the end zone and started to get ready for his thing. I really believe that. And then I think the dude was in his head going, yeah, yeah, you don't want that bat, you fucking bitch. And I think that that's when this all happened. All right? And uh, I got to tell you something, man. Part of me is like, look, you know, he's running start to like hit the guy blindside like that. But you know something? There is a part of me that's like, you know what? Fuck that. Fuck that guy that he hit. And if that guy did get knocked out or hurt really bad, it'll send a fucking message to those assholes who brought a bat going, yeah, you fuck with me, that's what's going to happen. Now, I know I'm wrong in thinking that. Okay? I'm wrong in thinking that. That's my crazy fucking Sicilian and Greek prideful fucking, I don't know what it is, but I got to tell you, there is pleasure in thinking of that. And I know some of you people are with me right now, and I know some of you people are against me, and that's fine. That's why my show's great. But, uh... I'm kidding, kind of, but not really. No, but here's the thing. Think about this for a second. Is there some justice in this? Is there some justice in the fact that somebody threatens you with a baseball bat? They say they're going to blow out your knee. They start calling you all kinds of anti-gay things, and, and they're basically saying that you're gay, and if you are, it's wrong, and, and, they're, and they're threatening your career, and they're bringing baseball bats, and they're almost bullying you just to get in your head because you're talented. Isn't there some sort of satisfaction or ju- like justice if he fucking hurts somebody on that team? And then just walks over and goes, that's what you get when you fuck with me. Like, how? No, like I know that that sounds so crazy and stupid and immature. I told somebody that and they go, dude, you sound like Odell Beckham. And I'm like, I don't, I don't agree with even what I'm saying. But for some reason, I have satisfaction and pleasure in it. I really do. Fuck you. Dude, I got to tell you something. Put yourself in a situation for one second. Nobody does this, okay? And I know this is a totally different view on the thing. But let's just say, and fuck the game. He doesn't care about the game. I know he should care about the game, but he doesn't care about the game in that moment. That's what we don't understand. We're selfish fans. I understand it's not professional. I understand he's getting paid millions of dollars to win games for the Giants. But I seen the guy almost cry in a fucking interview when they won the game because he was happy. I know the guy cares. But in that moment, he's not caring. In the moment, he's got a guy jawing in his ear. He's got a team that fucking threatened his well-being. He's got people that are saying shit to him that might even... Like, maybe the dude is going through something sexually. I don't fucking know. And maybe he just couldn't fucking handle it. You know, but here's what I'm going to say. And and, and I know a lot of people think that... uh, Well, you know, no, Paul, you're a professional. And they were just trying to get in your head. And this has been done in sports all the time. Fine, fine. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But let's say that's your that's let's say that that's your son or your brother. Okay? 
and he cares and he puts everything he can and he's putting up great numbers and you're so fucking, you and the family are so proud. And then, you know, people start coming at him with a baseball bat saying this and that and start fucking attacking him saying this and that. And then you see him finally just lose it. And think, you would be like this. If he talked to you the next day and he was like, yeah, man. And he did apologize. He apologized to the kids today that look up to him. He apologized to his teammates during the game. All right, so he definitely apologized. But if somebody, if my brother came to me and I was like, dude, they came at me with a baseball bat. They were talking shit. Then they, you know, and, 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 you know, they, they set it off and I just couldn't fucking stop because I wanted them to fucking understand that they can't fuck with me. There, I got to be honest. There's part of me that likes that. Or, or let me say this then. There's a part of me that really understands that. You know, the blind side thing was some bitch shit, but so was walking up to somebody with a bat saying, we're going to blow out your knee and pulling that shit out. You know what I mean? And, and like, you know, and you don't know. Like, you don't know what the fuck... It, you don't know how crazy somebody is. You know what I mean? If somebody comes at you with a baseball bat or and a practice squad guy, you don't know if that practice squad guy was offered money to fucking go do something. You don't know. Did anybody know Aaron Hernandez was a fucking... Aaron Hernandez, was, you know, that was going to happen? No. So, I, I get it. It was definitely a fucking scare thing, but... Uh, I I actually think that the guy had some fucking heart and stuck up for himself. I just think he 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 obviously overdid it and it it looked embarrassing and everything like that. But I will tell you this: when I found out what the Carolina Panthers did, then I was like, okay, I I kind of I I at least got to give him a pass and say okay. And I think now his teammates and his coach and everybody talked to him about it, and that's it. But that's what I'll say about that. So before everybody judges and before everybody is like. You know, how could he do that? How could he do that? We don't know what's going on. For a grown man to be sprinting and fucking lose his mind like that, he was seriously, seriously pissed and did not care about consequences. And, uh, you know, who knows? Did it cost him the game? I don't know. He cost him a suspension. He's going to get fined. But fuck the Panthers for doing that bitch shit, too. That's bitch shit. And I like the Carolina Panthers, and that made me kind of not like them anymore. That's ridiculous. You're going to come in with a bat and start saying stuff like that? Just go in and fucking win. You know what I mean? You think Bill Belichick would do that? You think Bill Belichick needs to do that? Needs to show up and whatever? No. I mean, they may cheat other ways. No, I'm just kidding. But like, whatever. And I got to be honest. I don't I don't think the, the Patriots are cheaters. I don't. I think, I think the Patriots are targeted because... You know, and I know Burr talked about this a lot, so I don't want to repeat what Bill's saying, but Bill and I have talked about it many times. He's a Patriots fan. I'm a Giants fan. People know that, but, you know, uh, he's right when he says, like, so many other teams got got in trouble for doing things, but they don't broadcast it. They don't talk about it. Like the Falcons pumping in fake crowd noise. Like Aaron Rodgers fucking wants the ball harder so he could throw it harder. That's true. The Vikings did some shit with the football. That happened. Like, there's a lot of shit that happens. But because Belichick doesn't talk to the media, because he's very short and fucking, you know, condescending and all that shit with the media, they hate him because they win. I've seen it with the Yankees. That's what happens when great organizations, they find it. But give me a fucking break. You're going to tell me a tiny bit of air? And then they measured the the whole time and they kicked the shit out of the Colts the next game, 49 to nothing. I mean, it's a fucking joke. And then Brady goes in and wins the, and wins the Super Bowl. I mean, it's a joke. Or whatever. They were beaten. Yeah, the Colts were getting to shit kicked out of them. They go into the Super Bowl and then they win the Super Bowl. So, whatever. But do you think Bill Belichick... Bill Belichick doesn't even let his players talk about the other team they're playing. You think he's going to have practice squad guys going with a fucking baseball bat? 
and saying we're going to blow out your knee and act like a fucking gang member and then fucking make, you know, start talking about the guy and insulting him like that. And a lot of people disagree with me and go, no, they got in his head and it worked. And I got to be honest with you, it it scared the shit out of the the Panthers. Again, and I don't want to sound like, you know, Sour Grace being a Giants fan, whatever. But we scared the shit out of the Patriots the same way we scared the shit out of the fucking... We scared the shit out of the Patriots and the Panthers. Cause, and, and I'm not saying this because I'm a Giants fan, but you guys damn well know whoever comes in and plays the Giants, if they're really good, the Giants got a chance to beat them and can beat them. The Giants can beat anybody um, on any fucking day. It's just with this defense, it's just it's so fucking hard to. If we had any bit, any little bit of a better defensive backfield, we would be fucking in the playoffs easily winning this shitty division. And the fact that the Redskins are is sickening. So that's my thought on that. Uh, I'm going to move into movies now. It's going to be a little reverse. It's going to be a little reverse uh, order here. I saw uh, Star Wars uh, The Force Awakens. And I got to tell you, I went in. Shout out to my friend Brian Gelb, who, um, who got tickets. He called me up and he said, look, I got an extra ticket. Do you want to go? It's uh, the night before opening night. So we went on the Thursday before at 1045 at a theater in Connecticut. Uh, another old buddy of mine, Jesse Marshall. Shout out to Jess. He was there and we had a um, <coughs> great seats, you know, right kind of in the middle, you know, IMAX. And I got to tell you, man, from like the first five minutes, I just leaned over to my buddy Brian, and I go, dude, this is fucking, how good is this? I thought it was awesome. Um, I'm going to get into the fucking whole Star Wars is for nerds thing. So I got that I got that shit to talk about. I'm fired up right now, people, and I got a bunch of shit to talk about today. All right? Because I'm pissed off at these fucking assholes in the mall when you try shopping. Because it happened too many times today. All right? So, uh, yeah, I'm just pissed off this week. The whole fucking Odell Beckham thing, and then people calling people who like Star Wars nerds. All right, I got this some asshole in a department store. She sucks at her job. I got some other guy. I tried to get a fucking salad. It was one of the fucking... I felt like... I, I felt guilty taking the fucking salad. I felt like the guy was making it with a gun to his head. That pissed me off. And now, you know, I got all kinds of shit to talk about. So so buckle up, guys. All right, I'm going to take a sip of my uh, natural flavored or my seltzer. Whatever the fuck this is. Hold on. Um... Oh, by the way, speaking of podcasts and comedy podcasts, guys, we had an absolute epic one on YKWD, which is coming out, I think, December 29th on Bobby Kelly's podcast. I was a guest on there with um, funny dudes, man. I was, uh, fuck, I forgot to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mess up the last names, but uh, Zach Stavros, Michelle, it was uh, Michelle Wolf, uh, Chris Scopo, and um, Bobby and the producer, uh, Deep, dude, it was so funny and had such a good time. So if you're a fan of Bobby Kelly's podcast, you know what, dude? Um, you have to, the YKW, you have to check out the next one he puts out. Or the, uh, yeah, I think it'll be on the 29th or New Year's Eve, but I think it comes out December 29th. Check that one out because that one just got crazy and it reminded me of it because I was on fire as far as getting angry on that one. Like, and I'm not angry now, okay? I'm just fucking, like, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. I don't know why. I'm anno- I'll am i tell you why. I think it was the salad got me on edge. I'm going to talk to you about the salad afterwards. 
But let's talk about The Force Awakens. Let's talk about something positive. J.J. Abrams, absolutely 100%, in my opinion, not only did he hit such a home run, it I actually think it was perfect. I truly, truly believe that I don't I don't even know. I don't even know if he could have done better. I think it was absolutely perfect. I think it was ide- I, I first of all, it it felt like the old good ones. Not that shit. Although I will say I did watch the last hour of Revenge of the Sith today when like Anakin really starts turn, getting angry and then he turns into Vader after him and Obi-Wan have the fight and shit and he they put the mask on him, the Vader mask and shit. That was pretty cool, but this one just felt to me like old school. It felt like it had the best of it had the like best of empire in it, the best of the first one where it kind of develops a character which is the the girl in this one. It it also had the you know the the kind of crazy like characters and like weird-looking characters in, in Jedi, and uh, it kind of had Han Solo's, like, attitude, but as older, and I thought Chewbacca had some really funny moments in it, and, and really, I just thought the shit was awesome. I thought um, the new Vader uh, was awesome. Ren, man. Kylo Ren, is it? Yeah, I thought he was, you know, um, I don't want to give too much away, but I just thought the whole thing was awesome. I th- In IMAX, now I saw it twice. And I did not pay twice. I went the first time with my buddies. Uh, they got the IMAX ticket. I paid for the IMAX ticket. We sat down. We watched it, like I said. And that was in IMAX. And that blew my mind in IMAX. Because when you when you see the, like the, 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 just the fights in the air with the, all the fucking aircrafts and shit. Like, it's crazy how close. It was nuts. Then, the second time I went was my son went to a Star Wars party where we showed up to this theater. They had the theater just for my my son's friends and parents. And it was funny. All the dads came. Like the dads were all psyched. And they gave everybody a popcorn and a drink. And they played the movie. And then during the movie, pizzas came. And somebody would just hand you a pizza during the movie. And then right when the movie was over, you had cupcakes, got a gift bag, and left. I mean, I got to be honest with you. It was probably one of the coolest. So shout out to my son Lucas's friend Sebastian and his parents. And like the mom was dressed as Vader and the dad was a stormtrooper. And it was actually really fucking cool, man. They were giving out little like toys and lightsabers. Awesome. I'm not going to lie. The first 20 minutes of the movie, I would have fucking probably snapped a little kid's neck had I not seen seen it already. Because they were like yelling and they're going, what's that guy wearing? What's he doing? And then all the kids would start laughing in the theater. And you could, I couldn't be like, shut up, you little fuck. I'm trying to, you know, because I already saw it. But then one kid was acting up and his dad would just look and go, stop it, and then go to the movie. And I want to be like, stop telling him to stop it and grab this little prick by his throat and open the door with his fucking head and tell him while he's screaming, crying, that if he talks one more time, you're fucking leaving. That's what I really wanted to have happen, but that couldn't happen. So um, I just thought, though, man, I thought that the, um, oh, my God, there's a twist. I guess, all right, here's spoiler alert. I'm going to give a spoiler alert right now. So if you don't want to hear it and you didn't see it, stop this and fast forward it, whatever. But I'm going to talk about some things that happened in the movie. Um, the coolest part is uh, Kylo Ren. Is that Am I saying that right? Um, the new Vader uh, is Han Solo and Princess Leia's son. So Vader is his grandfather. 
and I guess he was being taught by Luke or you know the Jedi Master or whatever, and and he just fucking went rogue like the way that the way that Anakin did, and his whole thing is he wants to live up to and be as powerful, if not more powerful, than Vader. And Princess Leia is telling Han Solo, you know, go get him. He still has good in him, and that whole thing. And then there's a scene where like they're on the fucking big ship, the fucking bad ship, whatever. And, uh, you know, fucking Chewbacca and Han Solo and the two new characters are there and he fucking sees them. And then they have this fucking thing on the, on the walkway there. I mean, it was fucking, it was really good, man. Like, I don't want to get, it was fucking awesome. There was a great scene with the Millennium Falcon, you know, being chased with the TIE fighters and all that shit. And I know it sounds like I'm geeking out right now, but that's what I want to talk about. That's my next fucking that's my next little pet peeve for this week, okay? But as far as the movie goes, it stayed true to what they do. There was a little, a cool little like um, twist, like I said, with Han Solo and Princess Leia being the parents of the new bad guy, which I thought was awesome. There was awesome, insane lightsaber fights in a fucking snowstorm. There was... Um, Sick shooting scenes, laser shooting scenes. Chewbacca had this sick gun. Um, yeah, it was just really entertaining. It was really good. I look at it like this. Here's what I said about it. If you know about the past Star Wars, it'll blow your mind and you would fucking go nuts for this movie. If you knew nothing about the previous Star Wars movies, it's still a really, really good, solid movie. So either way, I think you win. But me being somebody that kind of grew up with Star Wars, it was fucking awesome. It was awesome. It gets the Verzi effect tops, all right? I don't know how many of you guys think I was wrong with movies. I know many of you disagreed with my, uh, you know, my Mad Max Fury Road fucking nonsense. Bunch of fucking dopes playing guitar going one way. And then they fucking realize they're going to go back the other way with a couple of 60-year-old chicks. I mean, it was a fucking joke, but what are you going to do? People like explosives and shit. I don't even want to get into that movie. I thought it stunk. But, um, so Star Wars gets my my approval, and, and, and I love it. I loved it. I thought it was good. I actually want to see it again in IMAX. I will say this, though. It was 20 times better in IMAX than it was without. I thought it was really good. It was a great movie either way. In IMAX, it fucking blew my mind. Like when the bad guy's walking down the ramp of his ship, it looks like he's in front of you, dude. It was fucking nuts. But um, here's my problem. And, and I started to see things on Facebook and everybody's going. And I really didn't want this episode to be. It's Christmas. I'm not trying to be. You guys know me. I'm. I'm my show is 90% positive. I'm trying to be positive. But everybody, does everybody have to fucking ruin everything? Does everybody have to shit on something? This one comedian, Chris Laker, said something on Facebook I loved where he goes, yeah, you guys aren't like cool making fun of Star Wars or like it doesn't make you a rebel that you're shitting on it and calling it nerds. It's like, first of all, I'm not a nerd, guys, all right? I, you cannot categorize me as a nerd. I've never been a nerd in my life, Okay. When, you know, before I was married and dating my wife, you know, I got girls, all right? I could crush it if I wanted to, all right? I had game, whatever you want to call it. I played sports. 
All right. I, I was, I was just not, I was, I was a partier. I did that. I was not, now I always never, ever disrespected the nerds or anything like that. But Star Wars was a fucking movie that as a kid, my older brother watched. I watched it. I wanted to see the next one. People talked about it and you grew up with it. That's it. Like Darth Vader is like the best known, most well-known villain of any movie ever. So does that make all those people nerds? Now you could say since it's sci-fi, it falls under like a nerd category. But like I, I don't like to just go, oh, these fucking nerds lining up. No, I didn't line up in a Chewbacca outfit. You know what I wore? I wore a pair of fucking jeans, <laughs> a regular shirt, sneakers, whatever you want, like a fucking normal person. So no, not as a matter of fact, the pack movie I saw, maybe four people were dressed or had fucking lightsabers and they were kids. You know, there was no fucking, and even if somebody loves it that much, just let them fucking enjoy it. Does every, everybody's got to be such a cynical fucking cunt and be like, oh yeah, fuck it. It's like, no, it's not. It's a movie. It's a, it's a movie. You know, does there, is everybody a nerd that liked Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? I hated Lord of the Rings and I loved the Harry Potter movies. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's your preference and it's what you like. That's what really, oh yeah, I'm going to go on and shit because everybody else is doing so I'm going to be the fucking, you know, I'm going to talk opposite of it. It's like, shut the fuck up. You know, enjoy the movie. It's a great, it's a great movie. And if you're a kid, it brings back that feeling of it. It's, it's, you know, so that bothered me when everybody was talking about it like that, you know, and I got a lot of people agreeing with me on it. It's like, you know. The movie made $120 million the first 24 hours it was open to the public, okay? Does that mean all those people are nerds? Or does that mean no? They know the story and they want to see how the characters develop. I guess everybody who reads a book that's not a true story is a fucking nerd. You break. Go see it. I'm telling you, go see it. It was awesome. And they've developed the new characters were great. The guy that played Finn and um, the girl who played Ray, it was it was good, man. Really good. Um, and they set the next one up crazy, because this whole one, Luke Skywalker is the last Jedi, and nobody could find him. And the bad guys want to fucking find him and kill him. This way, like the Jedi's are done. And there's only like a couple of people. Who know where he is. And he's through a map you gotta find. He's on some planet. And uh, yeah, shit was dope. So anyways. Uh, <coughs> Star Wars The Force Awakens crushed it. I loved it. I loved it. It was one of those movies where like I had to pee. And I didn't go piss. I was like nah, I'm not. I'm just gonna fucking. I'm just gonna sit in this fucking. A little bit of pain in the last 20 minutes of this movie. Because I didn't want to miss it. Um. All right, guys, let's get to um, my unacceptable, and then I will get to your guys' unacceptables. We're 43 minutes, and this is the Versi Effect Podcast, episode 229. With me, your host, Paul Versi. I hope everybody's doing good. Um, You guys wrote some stuff in. Let me uh, get to this. I was going to make my unacceptable people calling Star Wars for nerds, but I just just went on a rant about that. I'm not going to call it unacceptable for people saying that. I mean, because, I mean, I will say this. On the flip side of it, it is a little silly. Certain things are silly. Like, I get that. Like, if listen, I'll say this, and I have to admit this. I, I, I believe everything that I just said. 
Let people have fun. Let people enjoy it. Stop being such a cynical dickhead. Okay, stop saying everybody that likes Star Wars are nerds. However, I could understand somebody going, I'm not into that, it does nothing for me. You know, I mean, it is kind of freaky. If you look at it, you're just like, all right, these characters in a bar, these fucking, these puppet-looking things, you know. There's a big fucking monkey with Tourette's. I mean, Chewbacca sounds like he's got a fucking disorder. Um, I get that, you know what I mean? It's just, (laughs) it's just that... You grow up with it, and you're like, well, how's the next one going to go? And there's nothing fucking wrong with that. All right, Harry Potter's about a kid who's a fucking wizard. I mean, you know, turning people into frogs and shit. I mean, it's 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 just sometimes it's nice to let your mind go off in this thing, and it, it, it's kind of cool. Um, so, that, so it's not my unacceptable. I just think people need to cut the shit with it. Here's my unacceptable, okay? My unacceptable is, and it's happened too many times, I was in a department store, and again, I'm a good guy, I'm not trying to take, I'm not trying to be a dick and, you know, calling people's fucking pin names and names on their pin out and what store and what city and, not gonna do that, I'll be professional, but I was in a department store, a very busy one, a very well-known one, Christmas shopping, period, just Christmas shopping, having fun, like, hey, I'm going to go, and I enjoy it. When I go to Christmas shop, I'm like, you know what? I'm here. No matter what I'm here to get, I'm going to have, I'm gonna, if I'm here to get a jacket, if I'm here to get a pair of shoes or boots or whatever I'm here to do, I'm going to be in the Christmas fucking spirit. I'm going to listen to the music. I'm going to be really polite to the workers. Hopefully the customer service is up to par and, and everybody's into it being there. Not today. I go in there and I'm just looking and this guy looks at me and he goes, uh, isn't this fun, huh? And he was just being sarcastic, and it was so funny. And he was just this older guy who you could tell has been through it for so many fucking years, and he just is making jokes about it, having fun. Here's the thing. I was looking for something specific. I was in an area. A lady walking there. I mean, it's... it's, I mean, the salad one was more unacceptable, so I'm going to combine this and the salad one, but it's just going to be customer service during the holiday season. I go to this lady and I said, excuse me, ma'am, and without looking at me, barely looked at me, maybe glanced at me, just put her finger up and goes, one minute, one minute, and just starts looking down, and she's looking, and I'm watching her, and I'm watching her, never looks back, and now I'm just pissed, and I just fucking go, whatever, so I go back like 10 feet where I was, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe she'll come here and go, oh my God, I'm so sorry about that, I'm just getting crazy, And nothing. And then I just see her walk back to where I was. And since I walked in 10 feet, she just fucking decided, ah, whatever, I guess he doesn't need me anymore and walked away. And I swear to God, again, I was like, if I find her, I'm going to go, that was a long minute, ma'am. That was a long minute. Okay. And I'm just going like, is, is, it's not my fault. You fucking have a shitty job around Christmas. You know, I went, I told you I was in Cincinnati and we went into like a Nordstrom's, I believe. And I never in my life seen customer service like it. Guy was like, oh, you need a sweater? Come here. I was in there with Bill Burr. We were on the road. And Bill was looking to buy a shirt. He goes, oh, you need some? Come this way. Well, what type of sweater are you looking for? Are you looking for one like this? Do you want the neck like this? Or or it might have even been a button down. Like, you know, do you want like three buttons? Do you want buttons all the way down? It was like it couldn't have been. The guy took so much pride. It was like this guy lived and studied to be the greatest fucking shirt salesman. 
I swear to God, I almost jumped in and was like, dude, throw a couple button downs in just because of how good this guy is. Like, it was insane. He was happy to be there. I remember it was such a good experience that Burr started breaking my balls because I go, dude, I could live here. I could live in Cincinnati now because of this. And he was like, dude, we're at a fucking strip mall. I, I swear to God, that's how good it was. I was like, if people treat people like this here, I could fucking... It was amazing. So this fucking lady, nothing. Here's the best part about it. I go online at the place, and the guy starts joking with me. Nice guy at the count, uh, at the at the cashier, and he goes, he goes, uh, yeah, you know, some people ask me how many people work here, and I say about half of them, and I laughed, and I go, you know, it's actually funny you say that, sir, because this woman over there just was awful. She put her hand up. She said one minute, never came back. It was awful. And he just goes, oh my god, that's terrible. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, is what it is. But here's the one that got me. I mean, that's unacceptable, but here's the one that got me. And I know, guys, I know the customer service one has come up a lot on the show, but listen, this is what I'm living right now. You know? These people are fucking angry being at their jobs, being busy. It's the holidays, okay? You should have studied harder or do something else, okay? I'm not a fucking, I wasn't an A student. Lord knows I was distracted, but you know what? I'm fucking found, I, I followed my fucking dreams and I'm doing what I love to do. And if you don't have anything or know anything like that, at least try to pick something the closest to your, to your fucking day-to-day life that'll make you at least not fucking want to kill yourself and show that. But here's the worst. And I was still cool about this. Listen to this shit. I go. To uh, I go to the mall tonight. Now I was over at the Palisades Mall, and as you guys know, my home away from home is one of the most beautiful clubs in America, and it is Levity Live. I uh, I encourage everybody that if you're ever in the New York area and you want to go to a headline comedy club, like over 300 people, it is only about 45 minutes out of New York City, and um, it's right over the Tappan Zee Bridge in Rockland County. And it's at the Palisades Mall, which is a very known, popular mall. It's on the top floor. It's awesome. So, me, being the stage whore that I am, and uh, I've taken some time off. I wanted to take some time off because of the year that I had. And just because I, I just, you know, I just, for whatever reason, I want to take a step away from comedy for a week or two. I didn't want to think about getting on stage. I didn't want to think about writing a joke. I wanted to live a little bit, and then I figured if I do that, some new material and all this stuff is going to hit me, and, you know, just get, you know, I just, I was tired, you know, a lot a lot was going on, and a lot of traveling, and a lot of things that, that has been going on, and I was like, look, I just, uh, I want to rest, I want to break, I want to start writing new material, I want to get ready for this new hour, and, and get, pre- you know, prepared for everything. But, of course, I was going to the mall, and I'm like, let me just see if Levity Live will throw me up. And sure enough, shout out to Melanie Perry, the best, the best comedy club manager ever. Ever. Oh, my God. She's the biggest fucking sweetheart. She's just such a supporter. She's awesome. I was like, look, Melanie, I'm going to be in the mall shopping anyway. If there's any way you could throw me up for, like, five minutes, I'm trying to, you know, work on a clean set, blah, blah, blah. You know, and she's like, yeah, come down, blah, blah, blah. So she puts me up. And uh, so, you know, I, I do a set just to get on stage and everything like that. That was great. And uh, I thought I could wait till like after Christmas and not, but I had to get on stage. And um, I go, I go shopping afterwards for my wife. And I, uh, and, and you know, what? I had a good experience at one place. I went into a jewelry store, you know, for my wife. 
And uh, I don't want to say that too loud. She's upstairs sleeping, but hold on. I got to make sure she's not hearing this shit. Imagine you guys just heard, what fucking jewelry store? Why are you spending? But no, you know what? Fuck that. My wife deserves it. I had a good year. You know, it's been a lot of traveling away from her. Why not do that? And um, I'm buying this thing, and the lady was fucking awesome, and the lady was helpful, and she was telling me about the, the you know, the type of it was, and, and all this and that, and another lady actually had it on, and I liked it, and I liked the way it looks and everything, and I was like, man, that was great. And I, you know what I said to her? I would thank you for all your help and being the way, the way that, that you were. Then I go to a place, and I look for a pair of shoes, and I go, yeah, do you like these? Are these nice? And the girl goes, uh... No. And I was like, oh, really? Why? Is it like you don't like the way they're on? She just goes, I don't like the color. She worked there, guys. She fucking worked there. Don't worry. I'm getting to the salad. She worked there. And I'm going, all right, well, what, which ones do you like? And she was like this fucking like kid. She had like these, these these huge fucking heel, big sole, ugly fucking shoes. And she goes, I'm sorry, that's just what I like. And I'm like, yeah, well, from the fucking looks of what I just showed you, how do you have the fucking gall to show me those Frankenstein things? Are you shitting me right now? Oh, my God. And then I go, all right. Well, and she goes, why? Did she like these? And I was like, no, I'm just asking because I actually thought they were pretty nice, but they were like light colored, but that's fine. They weren't like white. They were fucking. Anyway, I was like, fuck this. I'm not, you know. Like, who says that? Like, no, like, she, I don't like the color. I, I like this. Yeah. You fucking dope. So, then I buy my wife some things. I got a couple of nice things. I was, I was looking. I was being really like, I really want to make sure I was thought out, stuff that she would like. You know, good quality shit. You know, I want her to have a nice Christmas, all the things that, you know, I want to have nice things. So finally, the end. It starts winding down, and I'm almost done. But it, it's the 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 gates are coming down, and things are closing down at the mall. And I was like, I want to eat good. I'm trying to eat good and stuff. So there's a salad place there. All right. So I go to the salad place before 10:30. The mall closes at 11, but the mall was really shutting down. The food area was really quiet. I go over to this fucking guy, right? And he just like looks over and like he gives like the last salad and wants the night to be over. And the manager's got the apron draped over his shoulder and he's looking at the guy making the salad and it looks like they're getting ready to go. And I, being the fucking cool, considerate jerk that I am, go, hey man, is it cool? Are you guys still open? And the dude just goes, it was like this, I don't know, was, ah, fucking dude stunk. The dude behind the thing just looks, he goes, no, it's still open, man. And I'm like, all right, could you sound any more fucking enthused? I'm sorry. Then I even go, hey, man, I'm real sorry. As the guy goes, hey, man, what kind of salad do you want? I go, yeah, dude, I appreciate this. I'm really not trying to be that guy at the end of the night. And he kind of just looks at me like pissed. And like after I was nice. So now I'm fucking pissed, right? And I go, yeah, I'll get mixed greens. And he goes, well, you, do you want a base under it? Because we had like three choices. So I was like, all right, well, what's the one in the middle? Is that spinach? And he goes, yeah. I was like, all right, so you can throw a little spinach and then mixed greens. And he goes, all right, spinach and mixed greens? I'm like, yeah. So like he's looking to the side, not even looking at me. And he's just like, P 
Pick five toppings. So I was like, uh, all right, cool, man. What's what's this chicken over here? And I point to the third chicken down. There were like three chickens. He goes, well, that's honey barbecue chicken. The one in the middle is regular chicken. And the one over here is buffalo chicken. So then I say to the guy, Night. now granted, I'm nice. I'm being nice. I'm smiling. I'm trying to get through this quickly so the guy can make my last salad and he could be done. The guy's still acting like a fucking... Like it was, it was like trying to make a depressed person. You ever have those friends where, you know, they just fucking like had a breakup and they're like down and you're just trying to be like, no, fuck that dude. We're going to go out. We're going to go to the movies, go to a bar. We're going to, you know, and they're just like, yeah, whatever. Except here's the thing. I don't know this guy or fucking love him. So I don't need it. I'm not trying to help this dickhead. Okay. I don't care if this guy, as a matter of fact, I want this asshole to be fucking, to have, to be heartbroken. All right. So. I go, oh, cool, man. I was like, let me ask you. I was like, what's better, though? I was like, in your opinion. I was like, is the honey barbecue better than the than the buffalo? Again, nice, easy question. Not trying to be a dick. I'm, I'm fucking trying to fucking lift this guy up and make him fuck. And he goes, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it depends what your taste is, blah, 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 blah. So now I'm like, all right, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not going to, you know, get anything from him. So I, the, the, I'm not a honey barbecue guy. I'm a buffalo guy. I'm a buffalo sauce guy all the time. But the buffalo looked like it was at the bottom of the thing. It didn't look like it was. And, there were, and, the, and the honey barbecue had like big chunks of chicken that looked good. So I'm like, all right, I'll take the, I'll take the honey barbecue. And he's like, what else you want with it? Just being a dick. So finally, it gets down to the fucking dressing. And I made a, this is a salad place. It's called fucking salad or whatever. It's called it. That's the name of the fucking place. Okay? And they have a list of all the dressings. So me, somebody who's never gotten honey barbecue before, I simply said to a guy who makes salads for a fucking living, hey, dude, uh, what do you think? You know, I asked the guy two questions. I asked the guy two questions. I said, what chicken is better, the buffalo or the honey barbecue? And then I asked him the second question was, um, what, uh, what dressing usually goes with the honey barbecue? Now that's not an annoying question. That's a question that somebody who makes salads for a fucking living should know. Have you ever been to that salad place chopped? They actually have suggestions of what fucking dressings go with certain meats. Now you think I'm ever going to go back to this place and not chop because of the way this was. So I say to the guy, which dressing do you recommend? He goes, I mean, I don't know. I don't know your taste. I mean, what kind? And I'm like, and then he was like, I was like, well, how's this one? I mean, you want to try it? And I'm like, yeah, that'd be great, man. And then he gives me a sample. And as he gives me a sample, I'm like, hey, man, I really appreciate this. Thank you. I'm being overly nice. And I should have said to the manager, you know something? I don't even want this fucking salad anymore. Okay, it's like pulling teeth with this fucking guy. The guy's absolutely miserable. Then I got some dressing that didn't even fucking go with it. And I'm like, I, I'm fucked, so I get it. I, pay. I don't even look at the guy as I'm paying. He just gives it to me, I, and I always say thank you. I always say thank you after I eat. I always do. do I, my, that's something that my mother and stepfather told me I did from when I was a kid. No matter where I am, what, no matter what age and who it is, whether it's my parents, to my parents, I always said when I was done eating or eat or before, thank you so much for this. Because I know you make food, you prepare food. It's a big fucking deal. People got to eat. I get it. I appreciate it. When I go to a restaurant, I say thank you when I'm done. Not saying that I didn't pay for it. I get it that I paid for it, but these people made it. These people fuck, make an experience. Thank you. I didn't even fucking do this. guy fucking made this bullshit salad. The fucking guy was like, do you want something? Do you want bread with it? I'm like, nah, just fucking give me. He's like, you want a drink? I was like, yeah, give me that drink. 
So I got a drink. I didn't even fucking say anything. As a matter of fact, I walked away shaking my head and I sat down in like an empty food court at like 1040 tonight. And I'm eating this salad and I'm shaking my head going, this is fucking killing me right now. You know what I mean? Unacceptable. Unacceptable. I'm never going to that salad place again. I'll go to fucking Chopped or I'll go to a place that you can't recommend me a dressing for a meat that I never fucking had. You know, I wanted to try the fucking chicken because it looked amazing. And, you know, I could deal with honey barbecue. I'm not a honey barbecue guy. I'll deal with it. Just tell me what to pair it with. Maybe I'll come back and like it. And the dressing was good. I just didn't think it went properly with the chicken. And I and I and something told me the guy knew because he's like, all right, that's the one you want. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, if that's and he kind of was like slow getting it. And I want to be like, dickhead, if, motherfucker, if there's something, you know, tell me. You dick. Unacceptable. I, I swear to God, I was like, it's not my I, I almost said it. I don't know if I said it out loud or, or I was just thinking it. I was so pissed off. I can't remember. But it's like, it's not my fault. You work in a mall at the holidays. It's not my fault. But guess what? If you're supposed to close at 1030 and somebody gets there at 1025, you're not fucking closed. Okay? As a matter of fact, you got to wrap up more fucking meat and shit. Why don't you fucking be cool and give some extra? I would be, I would give extra, man. I'd be like, hey, dude, yeah, let me give you extras. Oh, that really goes good with this. I make the fucking experience good. And the manager was there, which tells me they're both probably smoking weed on their fucking, when they walk out into the parking lot. Fuck them and fuck that place. It's unacceptable. Let's get to your guys' unacceptables here. I'm pissed off. Uh, All right, there's only like five here, I think, so. We'll do this quick. Here we go. Uh, all right, this is <laughs> this is an image of people looking awful, feet up, no socks, sitting on the back of it. Let's read this first. This is from Taco Wrangler. Uh, and he says, hi, Paul. First of all, love the podcast and the album, man. The other day I was in court to get a traffic violation fine reduced. There was around 30 people doing the same thing. Um, okay. Everyone was wearing khakis and nice dress shirts. Uh, some even had on blazers. This is common, I would think, since you're going to be standing in front of a judge. Five minutes later, I arrived. These two cunts walk in wearing shorts, a stained up, <laughs> uh, and stained up shirts. After taking a seat, the male cunt props his feet up on the chair in front of him. Seconds later, the female takes off her shoes and does the same. Keep in mind, the judge is only yards away. The woman starts to blow her nose while the judge is talking and starts picking at it. Uh, When it's their turn to go in front of the judge, the guy walks to the podium and proceeds to argue with the judge. He was going 63 in a 35 speed limit zone. Lock him in a cage and burn their license, hashtag unacceptable. And dude, the picture you showed me looks like, I mean, oh my God, could you imagine what that, what the, it's it's a guy sitting in this metal chair with his feet up in the chair in front of him, and a woman picking her nose barefoot in a courtroom. Oh my, could you imagine what their house looks like? Oh my God, gross. Um... Here we go. This is from a friend of the show here, Kelly Meyer. Um, this is the IBS. This is the this is the Shakespeare of shit, everybody. This is the guy who contributes to the show with his 
Shakespeare-like tales of feces. Um, hey, Paul, sorry, not an unacceptable. Okay, congratulations on a huge 2015. Well, thank you. Just wondering what you've got in store next year after your album absolutely crushed after playing Madison Square Garden and now that you're moving more into headlining, do you consider 2015 the greatest year of your comedy career? And if so, how are you going to try to top it in 2016? I'm going to try my best to come and see you live. Yeah, the dude, that's great. Live next year. Even if you've got to come down to New York to stand out. Congratulations again. Uh, thanks, dude. Um, you know, I I appreciate that. And I would definitely have to say... Um, yeah, 2015 was definitely um, the year of my career, the best year of my career, only because um, I got so much work in. I got almost a half hour of new material in 2015. Um, but really what the album did and the numbers the album did and the way people really took to it and, and also with the, the Verzi effect and just traveling on the road and, and getting more known and stuff and, and moving into headlining, like you said, so... Yeah, I really appreciate that. And it's all you guys that are listening to this right now. I mean, every single person listening to my words right now as I talk into this microphone um, is is contributing to, to, to my year. Uh, what do I have in store next? You know, as far as I'm concerned, man, I'm just trying to get the next hour. You know, I'm not looking at it like that. I'm not looking at it like, oh, I have to top 2015. I'm just looking at it like, hey, I'm going to get an hour and put out a special and I want it to fucking crush. You know, that's what I want to do and, and just get more exposure and just keep going. So for me, it's just, uh, you know, just climbing a ladder, having fun doing what I'm doing and enjoying the ride. But um, I uh, I really appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, thank you. And I appreciate your your contributions to the show, brother. Um, let's see here. Here we go. This is from... Uh, this is from Edward... Oh, uh, man, I'm going to mess this up. Sankovecki? Sankovecki. I, th- I hope I said that right. Uh, here we go. This says, Knicks game unacceptable. Hey, Paul, just saw you at the Knicks game versus... The, I just saw you at the Knicks versus Magic game and had to write in to notify myself... <laughs> to nominate myself for unacceptable. Long-time listener, and I couldn't recognize you... Uh, in the heat of the moment. To be fair, it was in the bathroom at MSG and you were yelling at Pete Davidson, so I was a bit uh, off guard. I'm upset because the Knicks lost and I had the golden chance to ask you for your burger recipe and <laughs> and I blew it. At this rate, I'll probably see you at LaGuardia Airport bathroom in three years, so don't be alarmed when I come up uh come up at you for a hamburger recipe while you're in the shitter uh any chance uh you'll reconsider making a recipe public uh to your hungry fans uh i mean to make your hungry fans happy and avoid the further awkward bathroom handshake thanks eddie um dude i will find out that recipe and i will send you a message if my wife gives it up to me because she knows more than i do and it was her family recipe um yeah man you should have came up that was that was funny I actually remember that because Pete's in the bathroom and all I wanted to do at halftime was go back to um you know the the uh we were in like kind of like a suite with food in between and I just wanted to go back there get a drink and uh and eat and he's just pissing and pissing and I remember going in and be like dude you all right um that's really funny though that you were there and uh that's really cool that you were at a Knicks game and you recognized me 
Uh, and then you thought about the burger recipe, which is hilarious. Um, all right. So thank you for that. Here we go. This one is from... Wow, this one's long, but there's only two left. All right, let's see where we are on time here. Minute seven. Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Once we get through this, we'll just do the plugs. All right, here we go. This is from Kevin um, Pallet or Pollitt. Either one. Here we go. Sorry if I fucked it up. Uh, what's up, Paul? Love the podcast, and I can't wait to see your show the next time I can. Sorry for the length, but this is my first submission, so I want to make it decent. Last night, my girlfriend and I went to purchase a new pair of jeans. The store was having 50% off sale, but it is located in the worst possible location for shopping uh, less than five days before Christmas. I'm talking the zoo let out and the fucking animals are running rampant. (laughs) Because of this shopping environment, I didn't really expect a relaxing experience in terms of finding a parking space getting to the store and getting uh, out in a reasonable amount of time. But what can you do other than go in expecting a shitstorm and a level of respect uh, for your fellow human beings that is so low that it might pass for a Walmart, okay? With that said, we pull up and find uh, on street parking literally in front of the store we want to visit. Uh, I position the truck to back in uh, to Parallel Park Start to back in and this fucking lady steps off the curb in behind me where my truck uh, would be uh, if I were parked. The first thing I noticed was that she had a giant cunt face. So my thought after worrying that I almost clipped her at the shins was, oh, here we go. Naturally, she starts going off on me, yelling and screaming that I almost hit her and that she is saving the spot for her husband who is driving around the block or some shit, probably happy to be away from this dope with saggy tits for five minutes so he can, uh, <laughs> so he is taking his sweet time. I tell her she stepped out behind my moving truck like a dummy, so I ask her to move while I'm sitting in my truck. I slid, uh, I slid open my back uh, little window and gestured to her to get the fuck out of the way. She says her husband is coming, blah, 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 and starts open hand slapping my truck bed to try to get me to move. At this point, I'm super pissed and I'm all about uh, and I'm I'm all about putting this lady in her place. I really wanted to get out of the truck and just scare her a little bit. Oh, my God, I love that. Um, you, you know, get a little loud and really tell her off. But this is a pretty public place and that's probably not the best idea. I'm 6'6", 250, and we were talking like that. Wow, dude. Yeah, you're a big dude, man. Uh, And we were talking like that to the lady uh, in that setting. And talking like that to a lady in that setting uh, would not end well for me. I agree. I think you did did the smart thing. Some fucking NBA player gets out and starts screaming. She starts saying she's going to call the cops. So I'm sitting in my truck telling her I'll wait until they show up. At this point, I am so. Uh, at this point, I am so titillated with excitement. Hold on, let me see here. Uh, that my girlfriend asks me why I am smiling. She know that I love to call people out on their bullshit, and she was she just wanted to get back home away from these animals as soon as possible. All right, I like it so far. All right, so here we go. Keep going. You know what? It's long, but it's good. I like it. I like it. 
Um, here we go. After a few minutes of back and forth, my girl finally convinces me to just leave. Be the bigger person and find another spot. So I yell out the back window, Merry Christmas, gave her a wave, and drove away, hoping that something bad happens to her. Like you said in the previous podcast a few weeks back, you know, nothing too bad, but like her and her husband forget their wallets, and they have to <laughs> clean the food off the plates at the restaurant to pay for their dinner, and they just fuck up their nice shoes. Uh, then their car gets uh, put on blocks or some shit. I totally get that. Anyways, I pull up a f- uh, I pull up a few spots in traffic, and another car pulls out, leaving me with a huge spot to just pull right in. Uh, bada bing. So this made my fucking night. At least I got a decent spot out of the deal, but I really wanted to let this fat shit have a piece of my mind. So I walk up near her and say, good luck waiting on your husband. If I were him, I'd just keep driving after I got you out of the car. Oh man, that's awesome. If I were him, I'd just keep driving after I got you out of the car. Uh, I wish I had a cage. Uh, in the bed of my truck so I could back <laughs> it up into her spot and roll her up uh, up inside. Totally unacceptable holiday behavior. Cage up all these animals. Thanks for the laughs. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Well, thank you so much, dude. That's um, You did the right thing. Because let's be honest, Kevin, you're a big fucking dude. You know, some woman is screaming in a spot and some 6'6 guy gets out there. And just start screaming at her. It's going to be, you did the right thing. And then, yeah, she, you know, I'm telling you, man, these people fucking, I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. It's it's these holiday people. But thank you for the submission. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, that was a great first one, too. Um, here we go. Two more. Uh, this one is from. Uh, Ryan, uh, Gennaro, here we go. The prices and quality of drinks at comedy clubs, completely unacceptable. It's not just that it costs too much, which is to be expected when you go to an event. I have no problem buying a few $9 beers, uh, if I'm out at a baseball game or a concert. What's unacceptable is the small glasses filled with mostly ice and the weak-ass ratio of liquor to whatever it's mixed with. Um, it pissed me off that it's so expensive and there's a two-drink minimum and they can't even give a half a decent drink. I ordered a Jaeger and Red Bull and it was the color of Red Bull. Um, the girl I was with ordered red wine and when the drink arrived, there was lipstick marks on the glass uh, to go see David Tell and pay more for six drinks than the cost of admission is just crazy. But I love comedy, so it won't stop me from seeing live shows. I get that, uh, I get that they have to make money. I just wish uh, they showed more respect to a customer who is paying uh, a $6 service fee on top of the admission and a two-drink minimum, which seems like bullshit. Anyways, enough ranting, and I've been laughing my ass off since last week when you said that Hillary uh, Hillary looks and dresses like a cunt. Would love to see you do that bit live. Well, I do it. I do it, bit, I do it live, and a lot of people get uncomfortable, and a lot of people laugh, and I could give a fuck about the ones that get uncomfortable. You know, it's nothing against Hillary Clinton. It's nothing against her politics. She is the prototype of cunt face. Uh, 
Uh, thank you for the submission. Uh, last one. All right, here we go. This is the last one, and this is unacceptable at Star Wars premiere from Jason. Here we go. My buddy and I in the theater awaiting the premiere for Star Wars. We were on the very uh, we were in the very top row. Right next to us were three guys, each with a box of uh, Mike Ike's, Mike and Ike's, uh, those chewy, colorful candy beans that uh, sell in the theaters. They started throwing them in the air and watching them land on other people below us. That's fucking bullshit. A few people towards the front respectfully asked that whoever is doing it, uh, this to please stop. After about 30 minutes of doing this, they started escalating this shit by aiming them as they threw them. I couldn't ignore it any longer. I then saw a candy bean bounce off a young girl's head. What a fucking piece of shit. She couldn't have been older than 12, and she was sitting next to her parents. Now, I personally can handle being fucked with. I was bullied as a kid, and it brought the best uh, of me, uh, me later on. But seeing it done to others, like this young girl, boiled my fucking blood. Dude, you're getting me heated right now, dude. I'm thinking if somebody did that to my daughter at a movie, I would fucking get up, and I'd get arrested because I would fucking... Dude, I'm... That's crazy. Uh, I was ready to get violent. I'm with you. I'm fucking, I'm, dude, I, I am, I am so pissed right now because the fuck between the salad thing and now this, um, fucking unacceptable on levels I can't describe. Put these fuckers in a cage and drop it off in the middle of the freeway. I gave my friend a quick heads up warning. I was now going, uh, to go, uh, Marcellus Wallace. <laughs> On these motherfuckers. My friend just happened to be friends with the manager of the theater. He texted her the situation. As I was taking my hat and jacket off to handle these guys, he stopped me and advised me, let security handle this. He knew I didn't care whether uh, I could have gotten kicked out. I then marched down the stairs to wait for the arrival of security. Timing couldn't have been better, for I bumped into them right at the bottom of the floor. Uh right at the uh bottom floor uh did i did i tattle uh did i tattle on them fuck i threw those assholes under the bus as if they were terrorists without warning they were immediately escorted out of the building by security and the police oh that's awesome it couldn't have been more satisfying everyone in the theater cheered too Jason, that is fucking awesome, and I got to tell you something. First of all, thank you for the submission. That submission is exactly like, I don't think anything is could have, that is, I absolutely am putting this unacceptable in, I, I mean, there's been what? There's been, how many, um, Versi Effect may have what, 10, top 10? This one bumped someone out. If th this isn't a top 10 unacceptables I've ever had, because... Um, I was in a movie once when people were throwing things and it wasn't that packed and it was just kids and it was a fuck, it was really annoying. The fact that this is a sold out packed Star Wars and some little girl got hit in the head because these fucking grown men were in the back doing it. It's not only should they have been escorted out, they should have been escorted out and held in an alleyway until other grown men who don't like bullies went into that alleyway and kicked the fucking shit out of them and then shoved a Mike and Ike's box up their ass 
and then fucking beat them with lightsabers. That's that's what that fucking deserved. That enraged me, and you did the right thing. I really appreciate that, and thank you for that. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, it's going to take me a little while to settle down and go to sleep after hearing that because I think of my little girl, you know, Anytime you have children, you think of that. But I think of my little girl being excited to go see Star Wars with her mom and dad. And all of a sudden, Candy's hitting her in the head. I mean, it's just fucking... I mean, the thing with me, though, is I, I honest to God, will get arrested. I'm Guys, I'm not even trying to sound tough. I'm not even trying to sound... If I go... I want to make this very clear. If I go to the movies and my son or daughter gets hit in the head with Candy and I actually know who in the theater is doing it, I'm going to get arrested because I'm going to go up there and I'm going to unmercifully beat somebody until, uh, until they're fucking bleeding. Oh my God, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Jesus. Unacceptable. Uh, and that is it. How far are we along here? Wow. wow. What the fuck? That was an hour and 20? Was that... Was that an epic Verzi effect or, or, or did I take long on things? I'm sorry, guys. If I took long on things, I'm sorry. If it was epic, you're welcome. But I, I feel like that was a good one. So that's my unacceptables. These fucking unbelievably shitty employees during Christmas. And those were your guys' unacceptables. Again, if you have an unacceptable, please send them to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Uh, if you don't know how to spell unacceptables, then you should find out how to spell it and then submit that unacceptable to me that you don't know how to spell unacceptables. The email is unacceptablesfortve at gmail. Okay? Um, if you want a TVE poster, they are $5. If you want a Night at the Stand album, they are $10. You can purchase them with a card right on my website and PayPal. Um, so please do so, uh, if you want them, I will send them to you and just make sure a reminder, please put in any kind of special signing requests or personalized requests or whatever on the actual PayPal, not my email, please. No requests on my email for signings. I'm not going to check them. I'm not going to know. So if you want them, just tell me what to do. Tell me what to write and I'll be happy to write them for you or a friend or whatever. Um, Go to gonzofame.com. Dave Gavry runs a great site there. Great uh, in-depth interviews with uh, your favorite comedians. Go to allthingscomedy.com. Follow All Things Comedy uh, on Twitter, at All Things Comedy. And uh, as far as plug guys, here's what we got for the plugs. I will be at the stand. I'm actually hosting the 8 and the 10 o'clock at the stand. Um... Haven't really been at the stand too much this this month, the past couple months. Been traveling, doing a lot, but I'll be back at the stand the day after Christmas, December 26th, uh, 8 and 10. And then um, I will be at New York Comedy Club on the 10 o'clock show on December 28th. And then December 29th, I will be at the Hollywood Improv. Sunday night, I will be at, is it Sunday? I think so. Yes, I will be at the Ho- uh, Hollywood Improv in uh, Los Angeles, California. And then the big show, The Four Horsemen, me, Jason Lawhead, Joe Bartnick, Bill Burr. By the way, check out F is for Family. It's fucking hilarious. Bill Burr's animated series on Netflix is really, really funny. Um, but us four will be performing 
at the Orpheum Theater, two shows on New Year's Eve, and then who knows where we will end up on New Year's Eve when the ball drops. Uh, I don't know, but uh, check that out. Uh, if you are out in California, it should be absolutely awesome. And more dates to come, guys. Uh, I'm working on some more dates, headline dates, putting uh, the schedule for uh, 2016 together. So hopefully um, we can, you know, hopefully uh, I'll be coming to a spot near you, man. Uh, that's what I'm looking to do. But uh, I will do the next one. So I guess, yeah, the next one will be before New Year's Eve. So we could talk about New Year's Eve on the next one. The next one will be done from California either um, Wednesday. Wait, why am I getting these dates wrong? How come I don't know these fucking dates? All right. What day is... All right. Oh, here we go. Okay. So I fly in Tuesday, the 29th to California. I'm sorry. I fly in the 29th, Tuesday to California. I'll be at the Hollywood Improv. And then New Year's Eve, the 31st, we'll be at the Orpheum. And I come back to New York on the 3rd. Okay. So that's that's what's going on with that. So for other dates, you could check that out. But um, yeah, thank you guys again. I don't have to thank you for the year yet. We'll do that. Uh, we'll do that on the next one. We'll do that from California. Don't know who my guest will be, but it'll probably be somebody fucking hilarious. And, um, you know, maybe we'll get all four of the horsemen on a podcast. I think that that's going to be good. I would actually really like to do that. I'm going to talk to the All Things Comedy Studios and see if I could get that done for either the 30th or the, uh, actually the 30th. Wednesday the 30th would be great. That's what I'm going to try to do. Try to get everybody in there for that. So maybe you'll get a four horsemen uh, podcast. Fucking podcast. You get the four horsemen. It's fucking, fucking unreal. It's my Florentine. <clears throat> I'm a little sick. I had Florentine so good the other day, though. Yeah, who do you like in the Super Bowl? Yeah, as long as fucking, as long as not Madonna at halftime. It's a fucking joke. Um, yeah, my throat. I, dude, I had it so good the other day that they, like, it sounded like Jim. If I did the best is he was talking, someone's like, yeah, you know, Verzi does you. Like, yeah, I heard. I heard he does a good one. He stresses the end, you know. Oh, you guys doing New Year's? Should be fucking awesome. Um, so I will do that for California. You guys could check that one out. For anything else, go to my website. All that stuff, guys. You guys are the shit. Verzi Effect 2015 is coming to an end, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna keep this thing growing. We're gonna keep it growing. If there's any guests you want me to have on, or somebody that you'd like me to talk to, you know, um, hit me up and and let me know. Um, I think uh, pretty soon my buddy Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live I'm gonna get Petey on the show. Um, we had a great time at the Knicks game. Oh, I didn't get—I didn't even talk about that. So we're at the Knicks game and we're just courtside. And I'll give you guys a quick story because I only have a couple minutes. I really got to run, but um, so we're like courtside. We're sitting there like next to him. And Carmelo, like I'm when I tell you when Carmelo Anthony went baseline, he was literally two feet in front of me. Right when we get there, the ball bounces out of bounds in Pete's hand, right next to mine. Like or the ball was at us, came to us. And at one point, I'm sitting next to James Dolan, and then somebody filled the seat. So it was James Dolan, a girl he was with, me and Pete Davidson. And it was cool. They showed a uh, clip of Pete on SNL, and then showed him in the crowd, and people clapped. It was really cool. There was uh, who else was there? Um. It was cool. Some people like, like, it was just really fucking cool. But one of the coolest things is when you get seats down there, you go to a suite before and at halftime and after. And it's this open bar. They will not accept tips and you get anything you want. So you'd be like, yeah, give me a Grey Goose 
with ice, and they just fucking will give you a glass of Grey Goose and ice. And you walk off into this other room, and there's like sushi and all kinds of food. And I'm sitting there, and one of the funniest things, I'll share this with you guys, and then I'll go. So we walk in, and Pete just looks at me, and he goes, yo, dude, Bernie Williams is sitting right there. And I go, where? And he just goes, where? Like, he got mad that I didn't see it. So he just goes, it was like a sitcom. It literally went like this. Yo, dude, Bernie Williams is sitting right there. And I go, where? Because I didn't see him. And he just goes, where? And then, I, and then it was cool because I had a Yankee hat on. So I'm just like wearing this Nike hoodie, a Yankee hat, and sneakers. And I'm in this fucking suite. And we go to sit down. And I'm going to sit down with my sushi. And I look over. And I look at Bernie. And Bernie Williams looks at me. And he sees my Yankee hat. And we both nodded to each other. And he had this, he's such a cool guy from everybody I you know, know that met him and stuff, how cool he is. I didn't even go up. I didn't bother him. I just kind of gave him a salute with my hand and my hat. I gave him like a thing. And he just had the biggest smile and nodded his head. And we just had this understanding of, hey, dude, I'm going to sit down to eat. I'm not going to bother you, but I appreciate you. And he was like, I appreciate like that you have the hat on and that blah, blah, blah. And he, you know, obviously, you know, he didn't know who the fuck I was, you know, but it was just really cool, man. So, um, and then the game, I mean, we lost the game, but it was really cool to be there. So anyways, uh, the, yeah, that was the Knicks game. Had a great time. Um, thank you guys so much. Uh, until episode 240, I am out of here. Enjoy this. I will talk to you guys next week from sunny California.